0: This episode is dedicated to a Jackson State band legend,
1: one of the most recognizable drum majors in sonic boom history. Each time we hear Get Ready, we know the drum majors will pay homage in a recognizable move known as the Shaw. This episode is
2: dedicated to Daryl Shaw. Tiger fans, get ready for episode 91 of the official Tiger Talk with the 1400 Club Podcast, bringing you all the latest news, updates, and buzz surrounding your mighty JSU Tigers. I am the Corey C. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast to be notified of every new episode. Apple Podcast users, rate and review the show, and everyone... Follow Tiger Talk with the 1400 Club on Facebook and Tiger Talk 1400 on Twitter. It all helps the cause, which is the I love, Jackson State University. Hosting this show today is Neely.
0: We want to welcome all of Tiger Nation, all of our fans and supporters, alumni and friends, to another episode of Tiger Talk with the 1400 Club. You know, this has been a special week uh, because this is the week that we would have been taking on that quote-unquote so-called rival from down south, Alcorn, Alcorn State University, or as I like to say, the Lorman Community College. Uh, but we got a special guest on that's going to talk about some of those memories and great times uh, during that, that historic rivalry that Jackson State and Alcorn uh, had, particularly during those glory years for Alcorn where they had Steve McNair uh, as their quarterback. But today would have been game day. Uh, Today would have been uh, uh, Saturday, getting ready to go to the stadium, Uh, but we'd had to err on the side of caution and postpone our season so we won't be facing all corn until the spring, until April. But today, we have someone who knows what that atmosphere is like and that preparation for the week is like. We have the one and only Sean Woodson, Jackson State legend from the gridiron. He was uh, drafted in 97 in the fifth round to the Buffalo Bills and Played at safety uh, for our, our beloved Tigers. Sean, welcome to Tiger Talk with the 1400 Club. How you doing, brother?
1: Doing well, man. It's a pleasure to be
0: on. Thanks for having me. Good deal, good deal, man. You know, like I said in uh, in the intro, man, this, this this would have been game day. You know, this was uh, the, the day that we would have been taking on all corn. Ending our quote-unquote regular season as that final game of the year. Talk to us about your memories. You know, getting ready during the week uh, for this big game and the build-up to the game. Well, you
1: know, ordinarily people are going to try to sell you with that it. it's just another game. Uh, that not too big of a game. Attitude that we're going to approach all the games the same way. But just just plainly spoken, this was a big game. You know, this is a family affair, it's close to the end of the season, there's usually a lot at stake. Um it's it's one of those rivalry games that for the most part we we had a handle on until Steve McNair showed up down at all corner trying to put the script
0: on us a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you know, and, and, I, and that's right. You know, because uh, I always joke with my friends from Allcorn, and you know, it's always hyped up as a rivalry. But I, I, I always tell them it's hard to look at it as a rivalry because we were so dominant for so many years and so dominant, particularly in other aspects that we that we have swat competition with them. But along comes Steve McNair and a tables turn, and and you were safety uh, for the Jackson State Tigers when he was quarterback uh, uh, for the Allcorn Braves. So what did, that, what did that dynamic change as, as you were coming to your own, going into the starting lineup, and now this quote-unquote biggest game of the year, the one that matters the most, you're the safety opposite of Steve McNair.
1: Well, the week of preparation was very key. it's very important. And with the things that Steve was able to bring to the game, uh, you know, he was, he was stellar at every level he played in from high school to college, and he showed those same attributes in the league. Uh, Mm -hmm. You know, there was so much to be prepared for. He could throw the ball from any direction to any length of the field. He could make you miss in a phone booth. He could run you over. Uh, He commanded the troops, and when Steve was at the helm, they knew that they had a chance to win. So just saying that, you know, there was a lot of early mornings over there at 1400 Lynch Street trying to get ready for Alcorn.
0: Yeah, preparation was the key, man, in that film room. Uh, But, you know, that, that film is necessary, but it's nothing like being on the field. and. You know, Steve McNair for Alcorn, I mean, you just can't say enough about him and everything he brought to the table, but I don't want us to overlook the fact that how stellar we were uh, as a squad, not only on offense, but defense as well, and and some of those guys you had in the secondary with you and linebackers up front in that D-line, you know, talk to us about the talent level uh, on the Jackson State squad that you played on.
1: Well, you, when you talk about talent, and it's, it's really kind of synonymous with those 90 teams, and we had several guys that go on and play professionally. We had some early dra- early round draft picks, and uh, as I look back and think about the first game against mcNary the, the, that last Soul Bowl, which was played here in here in Jackson, you had guys mm-hmm. like Marlo Perry and Fernando Smith on the field who who only had very successful uh, careers in the NFL. And you know you had stellar performers in Vinny John, excuse me, Vinnie <clears throat> Johnson, and our cornerbacks were pretty good at that particular time. So. We had a we had a list of preseason All-Americans on that team, so going into the game, even though Allcorn was Steve, it, we knew that it would be a, a, a great game. We knew they had Steve, uh, they had some other players on that team. I mean, Marcus Hinton. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. They had a, a list of receivers, and and they were able to run the ball a little bit too. So, like you said, it everybody got what they were looking for when that fifty-eight or so thousand turned up to watch a game. And that, if I'm not mistaken. You know, they probably were favored, but we lost that game very close. The game was not decided until the fourth quarter. So, mm-hmm. and it was it wasn't a high scoring game if you, if you compare that to some of the games that McNair played in. So that yeah, first well, year, I, of the I agree, game I agree totally. It was a very defensive game. It was a very very much so a defensive game.
0: Yeah, you know, because they they by no means were blowouts. You know, he was known for putting up 400 plus yards, even 500 yards. But uh, when it came to us, as great in dynamics he was, you know, some of those scores would come down to you know our, our Jim Hill friend Malcolm Jones who played down there blocking the extra point. You know, and that being a pivotal moment in the game. Uh, but, but, you know, one thing that you talked about, the talent level that we had on the field, but let, let's talk about how they got there through recruitment. And, and the staff under the leadership of, of Big Daddy Carson, what was it like playing under Coach Carson and under that staff, and, and, and how did they get you guys ready for this week against Alcorn?
1: Well, one thing you, you can say about that, that group of men, they, they were definitely raising and preparing young men to become men and not just men, student athletes who are requiring us to get that work done in the classroom as well as on the field. They were excellent in determining the type of motivation that each individual needs to be successful. And anybody who's ever been around the game or uh, participated in athletic events or competed in anything knows that there's there's a lot to be said about getting the best out of your individual self. And as a coach, Getting the best out of your individual players, and just knowing if you needed that positive motivation, a little bit of negative reinforcement, or, or just to be challenged was was some of the few skills that these men possessed, and they were able to deploy it with us. And it was the the, the proof was in the
0: pudding. You saw it on the field on Saturday. Yeah, no doubt about that. And you know, Sean, you, you you're from Jackson, man, from West Jackson, Jim Hill grad, and and, and you know firsthand how many. Uh, people from Jackson, you know, go to Jackson State, but there's a far contingency that also goes down to Alcorn. So, uh, you know, I, I, our friend K Rob, I mentioned Malcolm Jones. You know, we got a lot of Jim Hill guys, West Jackson guys that also went to school down there. How how was it, you know, for this game? Because you know you're going to be unlike when you play maybe a, a Texas Southern or Alabama State. You know you're going to be facing guys that you grew up with, played with in high school, or may have played against in high school. And that whole family aspect, you know, we we got cousins and we got roommates and we got even spouses, wives, you know, that, that, that go to these different schools. What level of intensity did it bring, you know, knowing that you're going to see people you know on the other side of the field on that particular Saturday against Alcorn?
1: Like I previously mentioned, it's a family affair. It's a family reunion. And it's the reason this game is played at the end of the season, close to Thanksgiving. It's so much involved in this game. And, and you know, my house was, was no different. You know, the house divided. My father went to mm-hmm. Jackson State. My mother was a proud Al- Alcornite, and, you know, a, <laughs> a very big football fan. You know, she's yeah. an avid sports fan, but, you know, tremendous football fan. Uh, and, and some of her, her words to me would be, hey, I want you to have a good game, but we better win, you know. She was that <laughs> serious about Alcorn. we got to win the game. You know, that, yeah. that was – when you talk about bragging rights for the year, that's just a perfect example of it. And uh true fan she is indeed, and she still supports the Braves to this day. Every year she has her, her season ticket. She has a parking pass for the year. So she she mm-hmm. she loves Alcorn to her heart, and she's going to be a proud supporter, just like a lot of people here in this community are. And – uh you know, so, again, that game has meant a lot to this community and a lot across this state. And, and the, you look at the athletes that have been involved in these two universities and went on to do great things. It's just a testament to, to our two institutions and what the SWAC has been able to do as a whole.
0: Yeah, man, that's something else. Mama, mama wanted baby to do well, but not well enough to lose the game. Huh? That's, that, that's, that's, yeah, it, that's how it is in the, is mm-hmm. in the swag. You know, you, you talked about when you said your mother in the parking passes make me think about, uh, you know, back when the game would alternate and we would go down to Lorman. Uh, talk about your memories before it be, really became the uh, Capital City Classic and was anchored here in Jackson. Talk about the memories of going down to Lorman to play all corn at all
1: you know, the 1992 was the last year that we played down there, and that was my mm-hmm. my true freshman year, so I didn't have a chance to get on the field. But I was fortunate enough to be among the, the free group professionals that were allowed to travel with the team to go to that game. And, and to me, it's nothing like it. You know, and, uh, people complain about the atmosphere of trying to get on campus and it being packed and, you know, having to leave so early in the morning and I'll never forget how early we left that morning as a team, and we're being, <clears throat> we're being escorted by the state troopers, and we're, we're gone through Port Gibson, uh, and we're on Highway 61 now approaching that seven-mile stretch. And it's wee hours in the morning. I don't even think it's 6 o'clock yet. And traffic is all the way on to 61 off that seven-mile stretch. It was Damn. so impacted till we had to go down the wrong side of the road we were we were going in oncoming traffic to get onto campus, and that yeah. kind of set the tone for what the day was going to be like. You know that, that yeah. kind of set the yeah. tone. And it, it one of the best games that I, I have ever had an opportunity to be around. And I've been around this game a long time. I played it. I officiated. And you know, again, it's one of the best environments that I, that I've been a part of. And that that game was tremendous. And there was so many. Big plays on both sides of that game, and people who had the pleasure to be down there—they really witnessed something that day. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. That was that was definitely one definitely one for the memory books, man. And and you know that that infamous seven mile stretch to get to campus, and it, you know it's the same kind of traffic coming out as it is going in. Just can't be in a hurry, but you know that adds to the. To the, the mystique of the rivalry, the mystique of the, the quote-unquote family reunion. Uh, it's almost like a second homecoming for both schools when we have that game. But, you know, then the game comes to Jackson. You know, it officially becomes a classic, and it's here in the capital city. and named the capital city classic, and, you know, there's a parade. There's a beauty pageant. Uh, there's a, a press conference on the capital steps where the coaches talk a little smack. Even the college presidents talk smack, and, and the teams are there, you know, getting the crowd uh, amped up. What What are some of your memories? You know, ninety three, ninety four in Jackson participating that, participating in that game, and you know everybody's coming home because it's the second homecoming. And, and Woodson is the starting safety back that down and holding down that defense.
1: Well, you when you you, you mentioned that when you talk about what I think that's one hundred Jackson Place, what they, whatever they used to call it, where we had the pep rally. Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness, it's. You know, like again, there's events leading up to this game the whole weekend. It's a, it's a, it is a task for the coaches to keep the guys focused. Yeah. Keep them focused and get ready to play because it's so easy to get distracted. Because at the time of the year, there are several, there are several fans on both sides of this thing that chooses to take their vacation to. To take time off from work to be home. No doubt about and it. Yeah. All these <laughs> Yeah. Know? So
0: the yeah.
1: the town, anybody knows anything about Jackson, it's a college town. So the town mm-hmm. is abuzz all this week. So, the it for us it, it was it could be a distraction and it was a little bit of an advantage for Alcorn because they were at home they were on the reservation getting prepared and they came up to Jackson toward the end of the week and we'd been here all week. Trying to avoid these shenanigans and get ourselves ready to play play this ball game, and 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 the coach is always telling us every hey guys be smart about what you're doing, uh, you want to remain focused, and and don't forget the purpose of what what's going on. All these events don't mean anything if we don't win the game on Saturday.
0: So I mean you know, you know I, I, I and, and, and all, all the years, sure. Sean, uh, uh, all the years of being around this game, I, I mm-hmm. never looked at it like that way. That's that's the thing that's on, to just talk about. Uh, you know, the, the 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 preparation advantage that Alcorn could have being away Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday from all the pomp and circumstance that you guys had to, you know, fight against, and there's requests to attend this and be at that and radio interviews and you name it. And so you're right, it, it had to be a, just a different kind of challenge. I think about, you know, the NBA just went through their playoffs and finals in the bubble, and they were talking about how the isolation, you know, helped them better prepare because you didn't have – the typical media circus that was surrounding everything. So, man, a great point that, that you uh, that you that you bring that out. Uh, you know, because. The last thing that they needed when they had McNair was another bit of advantage because cause he was enough. But we, you, you guys he did amazing. a great job, you know, scheming for him and chasing him. I can remember so many plays where Fernando, what we call Newbury, was just right on him, and he just barely got away, only to still make a pass or a first down. It was just a real competitive game, uh, 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 just a great atmosphere to be a part of. And so now, you know that game is is here in Jackson. Then as the as the as the, the Capital City Classic, and it's officially here. So going up into your into your senior year, and, you know with Alcorn being that last game, and 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 you're a senior now. What new level did it rise to as far as uh, your preparation for it? Knowing that okay, this is it. This is my last time suiting up against Alcorn.
1: Well, again, you, you now in that aspect, I would like to say that. You, we tried to prepare for, for what was going on, what was in front of us. And this, <clears throat> excuse me, this particular year was a little different um, post-Magnier. We knew that Alcorn was going to put their best foot forward, and mm-hmm. we didn't want to take them for granted knowing that we were going to go and play in the playoffs the next uh, couple of weeks. So, but trust me, we didn't, we didn't put that to the side and just say this is another game because this is Alcorn. Because you know mm-hmm. as well as I know, Jacksonians are, are, are adamant about us winning.
0: Oh, and, yeah. And, you yeah. Know, I mean, Utah, there was, there, was there was a time to talk around 74 town. 74 was.
1: was a bad season.
0: Yeah, i You know, yeah, 74, yeah. I could get a coach fired. <laughs> we'll so, get a coach fired. But, and also losing <laughs> all corn. You know, like you could lose you every know, game that, win yeah, you and win all
1: corn. I Thunder. I was going to follow up with that. Yeah. Yeah, so, man. yeah. Not only that, you better beat all corn. So. Yeah. Having that in mind, trust me, we didn't take it any lightly. And Coach Carson did an excellent job of getting us prepared to play. And stepping out on that field on that Saturday in Memorial Stadium, knowing that this is probably the last time that I will play in the stadium, was you know that's something that you have to take a step back and enjoy that moment.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, let's look let's look at that stadium atmosphere, man. You know, you are uh, you you're a player for the for the for the Blue Bengals for the Tigers. Uh, it's home game, Memorial Stadium. What is it like coming out of that field house and the boom is rocking and the 60,000 in the stands and and, and, it's, and it's all corn day? I tell you what,
1: something we used to affectionately say all the time is there's no other place you'd rather be. A bright Saturday in Mississippi Memorial Stadium, you're out there stretching and you look to your right and and you hear over the intercom, now entering the south gate, to <laughs> the sunny boom of the south <laughs> being led by the Prancing e. J. Six, and. You look down yeah. there, you see them sequencing them, and you see those boots, and you hear those phones going. Man, if you can't get ready to play when that's happening, you'll never be ready to play. I mean,
0: yeah,
1: <laughs> I'm I'm ready to play right now, just talking about it. Yeah, I, mean, yeah. You know oh, I got I mean? chills, just, man. I got chills. I got You're, near, like near and there. dear in my heart, man. <laughs> and, you know, that's that thing I love for real, dude. It's just, it's. Yeah. I tell you what, if you've been a part of that experience, if that's something that you've taken in and you've been able to be a part of it, there's always a part of you that says, man, I want to see the band marching. And people don't understand. They don't get that. They, they can't fathom what's the importance, why, why you want to do that, because you want to get that feeling one more time. Mm-hmm. And you reminisce of the days when you were down there and you were getting ready to play. And, you know, it's, it's, it's a phenomenal thing. And, and I tell you what, I've been a lot of places. No other place is better than Mississippi Memorial. On a Saturday afternoon, playing with, with Jackson Newberg. Amen.
0: Say that again. So you know, we 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 look at this thing a lot of angles, man. And one thing about those uh, mid nineties, late nineties too, but mid nineties. Early '90s, oh my God, the late '80s. But Sean, what what do we have to do uh, as a program? You know, we got a new coach coming in, but also as former players, as alumni supporters of the school, what what all do we need to be focused on to get back to those glory days that you've been talking about?
1: Well, in, first and foremost, they've, they've done an excellent job in put, um, in putting somebody in a position that that wants to achieve those goals, and he started. He's hit the ground running with with, with in terms of trying to get talent in here and, and building on that talent. And uh, from from a former player, alumni, fan perspective, all we can do is support this university in, in, in more ways than just our mouths. And, you know, it's got to start with our pocketbooks. It's got to start with our heart and, and try to do what we can to ensure that this university is going in the right direction in the athletic program because there, there are guys in place that are going to do what needs to be done and um, we got to have a little patience, you know, and, and that's something that we're not accustomed to.
0: Yeah. Uh, and yeah.
1: It, it might not be an overnight process. So knowing that going in, we can't tuck and run because things don't go well right off the bat. We have to be true blue and stay in there and support this program and support this university because, mm-hmm. you know, and I know that it's heading in the right direction. And if people are drinking the Kool-Aid and they truly believe, then they will follow suit.
0: Yeah, no doubt about that, man. You know, this this is certainly a lot of positive energy, uh, not only for 1400 Lynch Street, but the city of Jackson State of Mississippi, the SWAC, HBCUs everywhere, Coach Prime coming, and uh, those expectations are certainly creating the buzz and some exciting times that, you know, are akin to uh, when, when our players were going to HBCUs and, and not Power 5 or SEC schools. So I think you're seeing, you know, at least – uh in, in in the hype and the feel and the atmosphere that the that the ship is turning. But I think you're you're spot on that as much as we're trying to hit the ground running, trying to achieve right now, uh that when you're rebuilding the program or as our athletic director Ashley Robinson says, uh, you know, building on tradition and blazing new trails, that sometimes that is that blazing of new trails that can take some challenges and bumps in the road, but we just gotta stick to it and see, and and see it through. And uh, having guys like you, man, who take time to come on the show and, you know, the alumni base with the rest of the football players, uh, that's just always, you know, just another indicator that the arrow is pointing up. And, and so, I, you know, hats off to you guys because I, I know the, the alumni football base, you know, you guys are in, in constant communi- communication. Y'all are active and engaged. And I know y'all are looking forward, you know, to 2021 and, and seeing some spring football and fall football.
1: Exactly. And without a without a doubt again there uh that's definitely from where I sit uh that's definitely what what's going on and there' are so many so many former players like myself that are excited about this upcoming season and uh ready and willing to do whatever it takes to to lend a hand to the program and to this university to see that we get back to where we used to be and and we go on you know moving forward you know we want to build on that and I'm like like our athletic director Uh, strongly preaches that this is just a starting point Mm
0: -hmm.
1: you know we're moving on and upward so i'm looking forward to see what happens
0: Uh, when you you mentioned starting point one thing i don't want us to to lose sight is is uh your officiating prowess now you know you're still on the gridiron as much as you can be officiating games how how are you enjoying that flipping over from playing to, to actually being able to to instruct and manage games now
1: well, it's a it's a blessing and an honor to be able to still be around the game. Number one,
0: um, mm-hmm.
1: it's something that I have a passion for. You know, again, it, I'm still a part of this game that I love, and you know, the the skills may diminish, but the desire never goes away. So we always want to find a way to still be a part of this game. You know, if I'm either I'm fi- officiating the game or I'm somewhere talking about the game, like we're doing now, so. That's just something that's near and dear my heart. So as much as I can and as long as I can, I plan to be uh, around this game.
0: Man, we got to get that on a coffee mug and some T-shirts. The skills may diminish, but the design never fades. You said you said that, brother. That was deep there, man. So, you know, it, oh, it's yeah. officiating a thing now. Uh, next level, NFL, or, or, are we going to have a, a, a Coach Sean Woodson one day?
1: Well, and i'm going to attribute this to my mother and father man anything that i do i want to do my best
0: mm-hmm. uh you
1: know i'm going to put my best foot forward and see where it takes me so that's the that's the path that i'm on right now i'm going to continue to progress and try to go as far as i possibly can and and we'll take that chapter as far as it goes until its time to close that chapter and and uh again it's an it's a blessing and an honor to still be a part of this game and to to be around young men and be a positive influence in their lives. So as long as I can do that, I'm, I plan on doing so. And, well, and I, I appreciate
0: take. that, man. Yeah, that's, that's, that's deep there. And, I, and I'm sure you're going to be hearing from uh, the current coaching staff because I know you've gone back in the past and uh, and talked to players and, and, and helped them mentally prepare and, and introduce them and tell them how you got through some challenges at Jackson State, and I'm, I'm sure they're looking forward to that, uh, hearing from you and other players as well. Uh, because you you certainly, you know, still have a lot to offer this game, and, and you're still doing it. Man, we just we just wish you the best and look forward to Sean Woodson, who's still rising, you know?
1: Oh, yeah, of course, of course. And, man, any time, man, it's a pleasure to, to be on and just to talk about this thing, man. And, you know, and a lot of people might say that D I love, but it's embedded in my heart because if you cut me, I believe blue. Yes, sir. And then, of
0: course, he always says the "I love" is a verb. You know, it's not just a noun; it's 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 action. So, and, and we, right. heard it, action right. we heard it. Yeah, we heard it. Right. Yeah, we heard it from from a true blue tiger right here on this episode of Tiger Talk. So, Sean, man, we appreciate you. You know, taking the time to be with us on what would have been this Saturday of us putting up fifty on all corn and, and and not putting up fifty and then put up fifty one, but they were going to put up about twenty. We were going to get to Douglas, but that, that's been put off to <laughs> April now. That you know, the coronavirus saved them. Uh, but, Sean, we appreciate you coming on Tiger Talk, man. Appreciate your support of what we're doing on this podcast, and your continued support of 1400 Lynch Street. And we just absolutely wish you the best and look forward to seeing your progression and, and officiating and probably see you on the sidelines one day.
1: Oh, man, and, and looking forward to it. Again, I appreciate you guys having me on. It's a pleasure. It was a pleasure.
2: That'll do it for episode 91 of Tiger Talk with the 1400 Club. Thank you to all of our listeners. And again, be sure to subscribe to the podcast. Apple Podcast listeners, rate and review the show. And everyone, follow Tiger Talk with the 1400 Club on Facebook and Tiger Talk 1400 on Twitter. I can't stress the importance of this enough. We're looking to do some big things with this platform to aid the athletics department. And it all starts with you. Downloading. Subscribing. rating and reviewing the show and tell every tiger that you know we're on all podcast outlets apple podcast google podcast spotify and so on and we'll be posting each episode on our facebook and twitter pages as always thanks for your support go tigers hashtag the i love